I hate to say it, guys. I'm gonna make a clean sweep, a clean sweep on the New England Patriots. This could be trouble. I was gonna say I don't love this as a Patriots fan. I don't love how high we all are on this team. I should be high on this team. They're my team. Sorry, Drew, but we're not alone. Like every podcast I listen to is high on this New England team. It's the same thing with Mac. It's the same thing with the news out of training camp with Mac. It just it's not that I don't want to hear it, but it makes me a little nervous. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We are... The West Coast Gambler is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And you know how I'm going to be making you money today? Because the NFL season is about to begin and we have so many bets for the future of the NFL season. Bets you can place now that will cash in by the time the playoffs come or cash in by the time the Super Bowl comes. Get that fun back up a little bit so you can bet some money on the Nickelodeon game. It is a very fun show. We're taking some long shots. We're taking some sure things and we are going to make you money on this show. We also have the player prop master, Chris Dell, coming in to give us a player prop section. He has a ton of information, and he is a very, very smart man. It might not be the overs that you want to hear, but these are bets that are going to hit on certain players sort of going below expectations. And then we have a five-bet roundtable to end this show. I cannot wait for the Brinks truck bet I'm about to give out at the end of this show. We're happy to see you guys. We're happy to talk to you guys. This might be uh, We might be sponsored. In this show, you might have to Maybe. listen Wait, for a might sponsorship. Be sponsored? I have not seen Maybe. a dime. I have not seen a dime from any sponsorship whatsoever. This is outrageous. I expect I expect to be informed of these kinds of things. I, there has not been one dime out of this. What is what is happening? It's funny you bring that up. We might need some listener help on that end, but we might have a sponsorship <laughs> we need to talk about. But first, Dangles. Oh, and we also have win-loss records from last week's show. If you like what you're listening oh, to yeah. right now, maybe this is the first time you're int- uh, you're introduced to the West Coast Gamblers. We we have all eight divisions. We marry, fuck, killed. Sorry, Mrs. Crookston for the swearing. We marry, fuck, killed all eight divisions, and all those uh, episodes are in the bank right now. You can dive in and check to where we see the division going. And we gave out some win-loss bets in those show. We're going to start off this show with the top three favorites that we're going through to the future. But first, Dangles, taking a little entertainment route here. Ooh. He wanted to do this at the top of the show. This is Schaefer the Sharp's bit, but he's stealing oh, it. Oh, wait, we're not rotating? I thought the whole we, idea the, of the at, bit was that we were rotating through doing media reviews as we're watching as we're watching things that we might like to share with our wonderful listening Dangles, and now viewing audience. Dangles, we're five minutes into the show, and you've already come up twice with, wait, I didn't know this was how it's supposed to go. So let's go. You have a 60-second media review. What do you want to say? 60 seconds, your time starts now. Again, oh, we're trying starts- to inform the listeners here about what they should be watching or what they shouldn't be watching on the scale of sharp knives because it is shape of the sharps bit. But again, 60 seconds begins now. All right, well, maybe you've heard of the um, 1900s musical Brigadoon. I was watching Apple TV the other day, watching uh, Ted Lasso, and I saw this show called Schmigadoon. Decided to jump in. Keegan-Michael Key of Key and Peele fame, Cecily Strong of Saturday Night Live. They're uh, a couple. They end up on a, a, a retreat, and they end up in this town where everything is a musical, and they can't leave until they find true love. Very interesting. Got a great cast that includes Fred Armisen uh, and Kristen Chenoweth. My only question is, can they 
keep this shtick up the whole time. The whole town is a musical. I don't know how long we're going to be able to carry this out, but it leans into itself very nicely. I do like that about it. I think overall on the sharpness scale, if we're going knives, I think I give it about three and a half knives, again, because of my concern that this whole everything is a musical and everyone breaks out into song all the time and how long before they actually rediscover their, their relationship can, can they get and how long can we take that before it, it starts to become trite. So I give it three and a half knives out of five. Okay, Drew, how did he do in his first uh, Shape of the Sharp 60-second media review? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him on a sharp knives. I'm going to literally give him... Uh, four and a half sharp knives. Woo! Excellent job, Dangles. Thank you. And also, uh, also, I looked that show up as you're as we're talking about it. Uh, a little known fact for Shave the Sharp: my former co-star in Jane the Virgin as a medic when I had two lines. Jamie Kyhill makes an appearance in that show. <laughs> Tell him I said hello if you see him. I'm sure he remembers me and gives a fuck about my family. <laughs> Go check out Schmigadoon on Apple TV+. Plus. It's it's definitely, it's easy to watch. It's fun. And I think you'll right, enjoy it enough. if you haven't that's seen it. That's enough free plugs for Schmigadoon. All right? I, I never want to hear you say the word Schmigadoon on this podcast Oh, well, now again. I'm going to figure out a way like Premium Ball Striker to incorporate it as much as possible. Let's move on. I talked about how we had the MFK shows, the divisional previews. We each gave out a win-loss total for each division. I want to start this future show off before we have our sponsorship, before we have Chris Dell come on the show to do player props, before we do the Friday Five Bets. I want to start off with each of us giving our three favorite win totals that we gave out before, or maybe we're switching them from what we gave out before. Three favorite win totals for the NFL future. I'm going to go to Dangles. You're up first. What are the three favorite ones you got going into the season? All right, this is one that I uh, brought with me to the uh, our AFC East show. I'm going back to my Patriots, guys. This team is winning over nine and a half games. I've got them at plus 105. That number hasn't moved at all since we did our, our divisional since breakdown show. Since the Mac Jones show. news. By since, the way, And since the Mac Jones. Yeah, it's 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 great. I, I, I'm i very excited. The future is here a little earlier than we thought. I guess I was a little off on my Cam needs to be the sacrificial lamb uh, uh, advice. But hey, look, I'm excited for the Mac Jones era to begin. I think he's got all the tools we need. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun season to watch uh, and and there's a lot of the only thing that does concern me is how much great talk there is coming out uh, about him out of camp it almost makes me seem like they're trying to force the idea that he's great on everyone mm. but we shall see in week one I'm high on the kid I can't wait I love the Patriots over at nine and a half plus 105 what's the other two you have Oh, and I've also got the Lions under at plus 115. Guys, look at that schedule. There are not five wins on that schedule for the Detroit Lions. I'm sorry, Drew. I just don't think they have it this year. Uh, that one's different from uh, that one is different from my from from my NFC North pick on our show. And then uh, the, my third was the San Francisco 49ers. I forget which one of you picked this in our show, but you convinced me over 10 and a half wins. I think that's a no brainer I think Drew, you might have had that one. No, that I was actually the, a oh, K Deuces. That, oh, was that, that a was K Deuces pick? Yeah, oh, well, actually, I actually really like I actually really like that pick at minus 105 over 10 and a half wins that's not bad at all okay drew i'll go first uh I, you can listen to the shows to give out what i picked but i'm gonna actually give you better odds because i i am so confident in these three win totals that DraftKings gives you the chance to go one game more for better odds and i'm gonna do all three of them okay i'm dangles i am right there with you on the patriots in fact i oh, think yeah. this might be a 10 win team maybe even an 11 win team if you really believe in mac jones in that defense new england over 10 and a half at plus 210 that's probably my least favorite Over of the three I'm going to give because oh. I think I think a 10 and 7 team is what New England's floor is. But that also could be where they land. But uh, over 10.5 at plus 210, a little bit juicy not to take. Again, this is coming from Tony Squares himself. The other two I like, you know how much I hate the Raiders. 
I hate the Raiders this year. I think they stink. I think they're terrible. I think Gruden is on his way to getting fired. I think Mike Mayock will not be the GM by this time next year. And they're under seven on uh, on the on DraftKings at plus one hundred. But if you want to go even further, under six at plus one ninety five. I think six wins is their absolute ceiling. So I'm going to go Las Vegas Raiders under six at plus one ninety five. And the one you need to take to the bank right now, the one that is absolutely going to happen, the one that is going to be a little precursor for the uh, Brinks truck bet I'm giving you on this show. I know Drew hates this bet. I think Dangles hates this bet too. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are going over their eight and a half number. No, I liked the Steelers. I picked them to, I married them for their division. I like the Steelers this year. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going over their nine and a half number. I think this is a 10 and seven win team at their absolute floor. And you can get Pittsburgh on DraftKings over nine and a half at plus 195 you can back up the bring struck a little bit early on that bet. Shay for the sharp, your three win totals. What do you got? Yeah, guys, uh, I'm going to stay in the AFC. I, I, I really, really like with the Bridgewater news. I love my Denver Broncos over eight and a half. But like you, Tony, I actually locked this in at even nine at plus 120. I also think that's a 10-win team. Give me the Denver Broncos. Might speak on them later. Denver Broncos, I'm going to go over eight and a half and over nine at plus 120. I hate to say it, guys. I'm going to make it a clean sweep. A clean sweep on the New England Patriots. This over could nine be trouble. I was going to say, I don't love this be. as a Patriots fan. It, it, I don't it, love it, how high be. we all are on this it, team. I should be high it, on this team. They're my team. Sorry, Drew, but we're not alone. Like, every podcast I listen to yes. is high on this it's New England team. It's the same thing with Mac. It's the same thing with the it, news out of training camp with Mac. It just, well, it's not that I don't want to hear it, but it makes me a little nervous. Listen, I, at I, 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 nine and a half, I do think it's a double-digit win team. They won seven last year. They have an extra game. Uh, we'll tell the listeners we're all invested in, in Mac Jones. We'll get to that later, but I do like the Patriots at over nine and a half. I'm going to give you a little bonus one here, Tony. Sorry, I'm going to do it anyway. So I already gave out the, the Texans under four. Wouldn't be a pot okay? if Drew didn't give at, out more bets exactly. than we asked him to. At, 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 <laughs> under four, but how about this? On DraftKings, you can bet exact win totals. The shape of the sharp, I think, has a sharp play here. We're going to bet the Texans under four. We're going to bet one and a half units on that. And then we're going to take a half unit, a half unit. We're going to bet the Texans to win exactly four games. Why? Well, if they're under that four, we're going to win one unit. But if they win exactly four, which I think is their max, max, max ceiling, let's do the math. 0.5 times four, that's two units. Uh, that's a push on our on our under four. So I'm going to take the Texans under four and to bet them exactly at four to one to win four games. However, my best bet in all the futures that I've given out, I'm going back to the NFC West. I'm going back to the out the just the the Arizona Cardinals under eight and a half. I can't I I I, I that is the back of the brink struck of all my future bets. Arizona Cardinals under eight and a half. Love it. Love it. And again, if you ever wonder why this show, when you start to press play and that length is like, oh, that's a little bit longer than their normal shows, blame it on Drew. Just every single time. Blame it on Drew. He's probably giving us a golf bet in the middle of baseball season. Like, you know, just blame it on Drew. But that is all we have for the opening of this show. Chris Dell is coming up next with his player props. But first, a word from our sponsors. West Coast Gamblers. Listeners, as you know, the NFL is back, and we are excited at the West Coast Gamblers to debut our first sponsorship for the NFL season. They're the official sports betting partner of the NFL, now the official sports betting partner of the West Coast Gamblers. That's right, it's DraftKings Sportsbook. All the bets we give out this show and in future shows are going to be coming from DraftKings because they're the best place to go and do it. And DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly. How? Listen up. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code WCG, that's West Coast Gambler's initials, WCG, to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet in any football game. It doesn't make any sense. And then you get a free shot and a million-dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code WCG this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Again, guys, this is the only gambling show that makes you money, and this is how we're doing it right now. It must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. It's a minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, and restrictions do apply. So see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Again, WCG is the promo code. Go make yourself some money on us. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, we could not do this part of the show alone. We brought in the expert, the professional, the man from Betting Predators himself. He is the player prop prince, and I am excited to have him on the show talking about the future of the NFL season. You've probably done your fantasy drafts by now. Maybe you have one remaining. He gave us fantasy insight a few weeks ago. Now we're talking about making money. Bets you can place right now on DraftKings that will make you money for the future of their player prop seasons. Very excited to get into it because as Dan and I have talked about off air. You can bet anything, anything. when it comes to player props. Quite you literally <laughs> anything. Absolutely anything. So I'm interested to see where his mind is going. Let's welcome to the show, back to the show, Mr. Chris Dell. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, glad to be back, guys. Appreciate you having me on again. And Chris, I'm so glad I can be part of this. Last time, as you know, I was you know in a beach house, real first world problems, no yeah. Wi-Fi. Listen, I'm rolling up my sleeves. I got my sack lunch, my Gatorade, my flip flops here. Let's get to work. What kind I of a job wait. do you do with, uh, with a sack lunch, Gatorade, and flip flops? Are you like a, a beach attendant? Do you bring drinks to people who are lounging on the beach? Used to just a blue prior life. Yeah, blue collar better, dangs. Blue collar butter. Let's do it. But Dell, you've been you've been digging in deep, my friend. You've been doing all the research. This is the time to make some money. I know you got. Uh, is there an article coming out on these two? If uh, our listeners want to see more of the bets you have, uh, yeah, um, uh, we're gonna have our season long player props column live on the bettingpredators.com website. Um, I'll be putting out my player props column every week throughout the season. We hit at about sixty percent rate last year. Ooh. And uh, after week three, we ripped off about nine straight profitable weeks in a row. Uh, so, so we had a really good year overall. And uh, we have it inst- pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to get better, man. You know, I, I think you can, you know, with player props is, is a market that's soft enough still, I think, where you could st- still get an edge and s- still hit, uh, hope to hit that rate pretty consistently year to year, if not better. So uh, I'm looking to improve personally. And for me, I come at it from a fantasy football angle. Man, I've been playing fantasy for last 15 plus years that's obviously what we talked about on the last show together and that that's where really where my knowledge and strategy comes in is from that fantasy perspective looking at everything from target market shares to air yards and everything in between so a lot of what i'm going to focus on today is looking at receiving props because that's a, a majority of what i like to bet when it comes to player props you know season long and weekly during the year so uh you know i'm i'm ready to dive into it and what i'll say is that for me, it's all—it's going to be all unders. I'm only betting unders when it comes to season-long player props. Uh, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people know that, like you know, look, some of it could be baked in in terms of hey, player injuries, uh, different situations could pop yep. up here and there in different teams. Coaching staffs, new coaching regimes can make changes uh, that go against assumptions that we made after last year finished. So there's just a lot of reasons baked into where you know, just in the NFL alone. 
one injury could last, you know, even a minor injury could last three, four or five weeks. It could be a lingering injury. It could affect someone's performance, take them from being at close to 100% down to 60, 70%. And, there, and the quarterback injuries, offensive line injuries, it, do, it, it doesn't just have to be the player that we're betting on that needs to get hurt. It's all the players around him. So I think for all these reasons alone, I don't think that that's been baked enough into the books because uh, these books know they're still going to get a considerable amount of action on the overs regardless. So right. I'm only I'm only looking to attack unders. Maybe if I bet an over at a 20 bets, it might be like one over bet top. So that, that's where I'm coming at it. And, that, and that's what I'll talk about today. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Let's get right into it. I know you have four very special West Coast gambler-centric props today for the future, stuff that our listeners can make money on. Let's dive into the first one. What do you got to lead us off, my guy? Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, has to do with all the factors I mentioned for unders in, in the last, uh, you know, what, what I just said previously is that we're talking about a coaching regime change uh, that, that's been pretty recent. There's a quarterback under center that, you know, is pretty uncertain. You know, he hasn't claimed his stake as the team's franchise quarterback for the future, at least not yet. Uh, and then we have a we have a wide receiver changing teams over the offseason via free agency. That's also still banged up even a little bit heading into week one. And that's Kenny Galladay going from the Detroit Lions over to the New York Giants. He's a guy that during training camp, I, I think we've heard nothing but negative news surrounding him. And he's a guy in past years we were taking in our fantasy drafts as a top, even top 10 wide receiver, even yeah. higher than that. And now he's dropped down to like number 40, number 50, even lower on some people's boards. And I don't think that Daniel Jones, frankly, is the type of quarterback that can support a viable wide receiver one in fantasy, let alone support uh, a wide receiver to get a, a thousand yards in a season like Kenny Galladay, who's more of a field stretcher, one on one type of possession, big body type of receiver. Uh, I think you're going to see that there's a lot of mouths to feed, frankly, in New York. I mean, they, they brought in the rookie Kadarius Tony. I'm not very high on him. He's just just another mouth to feed in that offense. Then you had guys coming back into the fold, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slate, another deep threat on the opposite side of the field, not to mention Evan Ingram. Uh, obviously, if Saquon Barkley winds up playing, I mean, that's a lot of targets and receptions out of the backfield for him. Yep. And I, I just don't see Daniel Jones as the guy to try to force it in the tight windows to a guy like Galladay, who doesn't seem like he's 100% right now. So, you know, new coaching, uh, new coaching staff, they've been there for a couple of years, but this is a new coaching staff for Kenny Galladay. And I, I just think still at the current number, I know it's gone down a little bit, but I believe the current number for Galladay in terms of receiving yards is right around a thousand yards altogether. So uh, for me, for him, uh, I, I just don't see him having that type of year. I think he'll have to play uh, at least 16, 17 games to get close to that number. And, and given everything that I mentioned before with all the injuries in the quarterback uncertainty in New York, uh, I, I just don't see that happen. So that's still one of my favorite bets on the board, even as we get closer to kickoff, I think, Kenny Galladay is right at 1,000.5. So literally right there, it's juiced a little bit towards the under minus 135 now. So that's moved a little bit, but uh, I, I don't think it's moved enough. So I, I really like that play on Galladay under 1,000 receiving yards. I don't hate it. Yeah, no, I don't not. hate it. I'm definitely fading him hardcore as well this year. I'm avoiding him in every single fantasy draft I can. I just, I, I was even looking earlier as I'm trying to pick out my numbers. I'm like, should I consider maybe a Daniel Jones interception prop this year? I'm just so 
so low on the Giants. Tony's got the eyebrows going on over there. We may hear, we may, sounds like we may hear a little bit about it, maybe in a Daniel Jones interception prop later on in the show. Uh, well, maybe. You might. And listen, after watching Kenny for the last couple of years, he really is, like Chris said, he's a one-on-one outside guy. He loves to have, he loves to play jump balls. And with Matty Stafford slinging it, you know, down the field, Staff, Staff would key in on him as he did with like, like a poor man's Calvin Johnson. I love that analysis, Chris. I think Daniel Jones really, really struggles uh, to get him in space this year. I am writing that down. That is going to be placed immediately, sir. Well done. Number yeah. two. No, I love it. Let's go on to number two, Mr. Dell. What do you got for us next? And by the uh, way, I just want to preface this. You see the banner behind me. If you have any unders for any Green Bay Packers, I can mute you. I have the power to mute you on this podcast. So I just want to let, let you know. It's nothing but love between us. I told you Aaron Jones is number three on my fantasy board. So, so we're, we're, we're cool, man. I know I, I got, I got, I got nothing to say about Green Bay. That's a, that's a team where I don't want to bet overs, but I certainly yeah. don't want to bet unders on a lot of those guys, uh, you know, and, and touchdown props, maybe in terms of some touchdown regression for like a Robert Tanyan or Devontae Adams, but nothing that I'm really diving too deep into the weeds on. But uh, uh, another under that I like is another receiver, uh, and it's not necessarily a guy who's changing teams like Galladay, but it's a guy who's coming off an injury who's still not, frankly, 100%. And we're kind of going 50 yards lower down the board in terms of what the total was on, on Galladay to Cortland Sutton under 950 mm. and a half receiving yards. Uh, and this more has to do with Cortland Sutton, uh, uh, you know, in, in years past before he got hurt, he was the clear cut number one receiver briefly on that team. Uh, but he had no competition for targets. Now we're having two young emerging players in Jerry Judy and Noah Fant really start to emerge into that offense. And now we get the coaching change, uh, not um, the quarterback change, excuse me, between uh, going from Drew Locke to Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater, if we remember last year, uh, you know, who was the deep threat on that offense? Actually, it wasn't Robbie Anderson. It was DJ Moore who was used primarily as a deep threat in Carolina last year. And DJ Moore had probably the worst fantasy season in terms of Know, how he was ranked uh, ahead of the draft in terms of expectations for the year. So um, I think we've seen that Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's another quarterback that struggles to throw the ball deep accurately and consistently, and he's reluctant to throw the ball deep early and often throughout games, no matter what the game script so shows us. So I think Cortland Sutton, another guy who's going to rely on deep passes down the field, those one-on-one -on -one uh, type of, you know, he's a big body type of receiver. Whereas Jerry Judy actually last year, he was top 10 in the NFL in air yards. He's a guy that I'm, I'm really big on for fantasy this year. I think Jerry Judy emerges going into his second year as a, as a receiver in the NFL and Cortland Sutton, to me, that number is just too high for 950 and a half. Again, he's a guy that struggled with injuries all throughout training camp in the preseason. Yeah. So we're talking about a quarterback change. We're talking about current injuries that could be lingering. They could lead to injuries in other areas. Uh, you know, those reasons alone. And you add that to the fact that Denver has a pretty good defense. They brought in a rookie running back, Javante Williams, that they have a head coach in Vic Fangio who's old school. He wants to ground and pound. He wants to Patrick Sertain, you know, that defense yeah. got, instantly gets better with him. And he had a great preseason. So they're not going to, they're not going to be the team that has the mindset from the coaching staff on downward. That's going to want to throw the ball deep and in those situations. So while I think that maybe, Hey, I think a good year for Sutton is he scores a lot of touchdowns. If you're going to draft him in fantasy, but he's another guy I have, you know, name brand value alone is propping him up in terms of his player prop numbers in terms of his fantasy ranking. And I think it's the same exact situation we're seeing with Kenny Galladay. So that's an, another prop that I'm under the juice a little bit, pretty much the same, but minus 130. I, I, I still like that bet at minus 130 uh, under um, 900. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. That's actually my mistake. I was reading the board wrong on that. His, his under is plus 100. I, I really like the value on plus Ooh, 100. Yeah, even money. 150 yeah. and a half. 
And I think even so, because I'm just not convinced. I don't know about, I mean, yeah, we, he's, he is, I mean, is he wide receiver one in that offense? He's been hurt for a couple of years. He's had some flashes. I personally am not, like, I avoid this guy in fantasy drafts. I'm, I'm not someone who is sold just in a football sense that Cortland Sutton is the guy in an offense. That's just, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm crazy, but I've just, I don't buy that. So I love that under. Also, Chris, Pat Shermer last year, the highest run percentage on first down of any offense coordinator in the league. Uh, I do expect him maybe to perhaps open up a little bit, but with the emergence of Judy, maybe even a little, uh, 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 Hamler action. You never know. A little scat back. I love that bet as well. Uh, the only thing I'll say, I fully hear you on the injury side. He has been a little bit hamstrung to steal a pun in training camp, but Cortland Sutton has hit that number with worse quarterbacks throwing in the ball and worse teammates around him taking the defense away. Uh, Cortland Sutton, to me, has a little bit of Allen Robinson in him where I think he can perform no matter what the circumstances are. This year will prove that either right or wrong. I'm fine taking the under. I'm probably not going to bet it personally because maybe I just believe in Cortland Sutton to be that guy that can hit that number no matter who's behind there. We'll see what happens. Let's move on to number three, Dale. What do you got? Uh, number three, I actually like the unders on receiving props for Dallas Goddard, tight end in Philadelphia. I actually like both of his under receptions and under receiving yards. Uh, he, he's a guy that I think the talent is obviously there. We've been waiting for him to break out in terms of fantasy circles over the years. But the fact is, is that Zach Hurts is still going to be in Philly for this season. And when you, you looked at Jalen Hurts taking control under center last year towards the end of the season, he didn't target the tight ends at a high high rate whatsoever, and you're still seeing a near 50-50% uh, split in the snaps and the routes run in the targets between Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has had the offseason to get a little healthier now, and in the preseason, at least some of the important usage that you can look at when it comes to who's running with the starters, Zach Ertz was seeing a decent amount of usage with the starters. Maybe he's being used as trade bait a little bit. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. You know, his name's been floated around. I still wouldn't be surprised to see him stay with the team for the entire year because I don't know how much a team at this point in his career is going to give up for a guy like Zach Ertz who's, who just doesn't have the athleticism he had, you know, you know, in, in his past years. So Dallas Goddard, to me, I, I think, again, the name value in terms of he's a guy, people are waiting for him to break out. Uh, I just don't see it. And with Jalen Hurts being more willing to tuck it and run, you look at the games that Dallas Goddard played with Jalen Hurts last season, you know, at that pace, he's not going to be able to eclipse that type of yardage. Then you add other new guys into the fold again, Devonta Smith, uh, Quez Watkins, speedy receiver, got a couple big plays last year with Hurts. He's running with the starters now. Uh, Jalen Rager, there's, you know, he can only go up in this offense overall. So that, that's a team that I think is going to be run first, run with the quarterback, run with the running back. And I just don't see Dallas Goddard being able to, uh, become the truly dominant uh, starting tight end in that offense to where he's going to break the overs on any of his props. So I, I like the unders on Dallas Goddard because I think that Zach Ertz is going to play a much bigger role than what people are expecting right now. And I think that's why it's juice under it's under 675 and a half minus 140 on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Um, I have to double check the receptions. I think the receptions might've changed since the last time I bet it last week. But um, people yeah. have been prognosticating Goddard to have the breakout season this year, but I think Philly stinks as a whole. So I'm right there with you on taking an under for that whole entire team, except for one player I may be talking about in the next segment of this show.
It's probably my favorite also, bet I'm going to make all year. Also, in front of the show, in front of Chris Dell, the Hitman tweeted out he's also on Dallas Guarded Unders. We get Mr. Dell and the Hitman on the same side. That's a max bet for Shape of the Shark. <laughs> Let's hit it, Dell. What do we got for our final player prop under? You've given away what you were, what were you leaning? But what player are we killing right now? What player does not float your boat? Where are we going? Yeah, well, just real quick on, on Goddard, too. The Hitman on it makes me feel really good about it as well because I, I, I trust the Hitman. He's one of the best in the game. Uh, and they actually took the receptions prop off sometime in the last week on DraftKings. I don't see it listed right now. So that makes me feel better about my both of my bets overall. Absolutely. It makes me like the under even more in terms of the yardage, which is still available. So uh, right just you, you might not have this offhand, but for our listeners, if that number comes back up, what's the limit? Like, where would you stop betting the under on receptions? Do you have a number on the top of your head? Uh, I would say that, like, if, if you see it in, like, the mid-50s for receptions for him, um, I would probably look to bet under that. Uh, I don't have a specific buy price. I, I I would look at really what the juice is overall, maybe down to the low 50s. I, I would gotcha. I, I wouldn't go under 50, uh, but I, gotcha. I, I don't know. It just all depends on what they reposted at. Nope, that's what I that's what I needed. All right, let's go to bet number four. Yeah, so an, another under, uh, you know, that I like overall, and there, there's a couple that have been taken off the board recently just because of things that have popped up here and there with injuries and whatnot. Um, but one guy is, uh, is Deandre Swift with the lions. And, you know, he's a guy that, again, I I'm really high on Deandre Swift as a talent. Um, but I just think that the rushing yards prop for Deandre Swift at 900 and a half is just too high. The situation is so tough. They're going to be in so many negative game script situations. I just don't see him getting a lot of opportunities later in games. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the coaching staff, we kind of joked about it on the last podcast we did for fantasy and, uh, they're already talking about using Jamal Williams in like a 1A, 1B type of situation. So, you know, th that scares me as well. I mean, Jamal Williams, I think he's a serviceable back, but I don't think he's a good enough back to get 50% of a, a backfield's carries uh, throughout the course of a season. But you're telling you know, me. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's not get started on that. I, I've been I, I've been putting up free hashtag free Aaron Jones on Twitter for years now. So I'm, I'm hoping that it actually happens this season. <laughs> But, um, but, yeah, no, with DeAndre Swift, I mean, you know, minus 120, I, I think the juice should be a little higher in terms of the under on that than what it is right now. And, you know, I, I'm, high on, I'm higher on him than, than some people in fantasy because of the receiving volume that he could get. I think yep. in, in a picture-perfect scenario for Swift, he's going to be the guy who plays in all the two-minute offense, all the third-down situations, all the down-and-distance situations for that team. So he could rack up a lot of receptions. And when you're talking about playing fantasy – in a full PPR format, he could wind up being a top 10, top 10, top 15 running back easily in fantasy points per game at the end of the year. But frankly, the early down carries aren't going to be there because this is a team that has a bad defense. They have a bad quarterback. And, you know, who knows how many games the organization actually really wants to win this season as well. So DeAndre, so I just don't understand that number. I, I would probably play that down to at least 850. But, hey, you're getting, you're getting it right now today under 900 and a half on DraftKings minus 120. So I think that's a great bet. I am so thrilled he actually said that. I might have a bet in the next segment, Mr. Dell, that involves uh, a couple of player props from the Detroit Lions. Uh, that, that insight has made that bet even stronger. You'll have to keep listening to hear it, but I love, <laughs> I love, love, love uh, that insight. I did have one question. Listen, you're a smart man. Uh, I love playing unders. I want you to take your under cap off for a second 
and tell me how these two bets lose, okay? And this is this is this is improv. Mr. Dell's not prepared for this. This is shape of the sharpest question. We're gonna go to the NFC North, two proud franchises, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens. I'm looking at their running backs, touchdowns, uh, uh, individually. So we got Gus Edwards um, at eight and a half rushing touchdowns, even money to the over. Obviously, the uh, season-ending injury for J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins and Ingram combined for 11 touchdowns last year. Gus, in a backup role, had six as is. Real quick, obviously, with everything you said about unders, injuries, but given the Ravens' just heavy offensive run, running scheme, how does that miss? Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad bet. I, I, I um, but again, like here's a, I brought this up on the running backs podcast podcast we did for fantasy with Sleepy, and it's like talk about the running back position versus the wide receiver position. When have you ever heard a player, a wide receiver, getting signed off the street? That's going to immediately make you question a running back's workload or role yeah. in an offense. But if the Ravens go and sign someone off the street or via free agency that we thought was dead in the NFL we're immediately going to question Gus Edwards' role in that offense. So because that could happen, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire last year was a top five consensus pick in the industry, and all of a sudden they signed the aging Le'Veon Bell, and it, and it just ruined everything. So it's yep. like with receivers, you don't see that. Ha it doesn't happen. It's just how fickle the running back position is. And because of that, it makes me a little hesitant to pull the trigger, even though I think it's like a gimme type of bet. So I don't, right. think, I don't think it's a bad bet, but those are like my immediate red flags that pop up with something like that, especially when you have a quarterback who loves to run the ball for touchdowns himself in Lamar Jackson. So uh, I think it's a solid bet. Don't get me wrong, but th those are like the main reasons where I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I'm scared to touch. Oh, if, if, especially if it's an over for a running back that I'm, I'm even more scared yeah. to touch a bet like that. And, and, and this might be the squarest bet of, of the whole player prop market here, but Najee Harris, the rookie running back for the Steelers, his over rushing touchdown, seven and a half. Now you got to pay a dollar 25 for it. But again, all we've heard all preseason, they want to run the ball, blah, blah, blah. Najee Harris between the tackles. He's going to get the, just, a, he's going to be a bell cow his first year. Uh, he's minus 225 to lead rookies in rushing yards. I obviously had a rookie rushing, uh, uh, rookie running backs, but over seven and a half minus 125. Talk me off it. Talk me off it. No, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, if I didn't talk you off it earlier with all the, well, all the cautions, <laughs> I gave you all yeah. the overs, then I don't think you're not getting talked off it at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> as a fan of this player last year, who's on my fantasy team, led my fantasy team to a championship as dangles. Well knows uh, chase Claypool will be your least favorite person. If you take that over because they like to run those jet sweeps with him on the goal line, because he's a big bodied wide receiver and they hand it off on a quick little jet sweep. It rarely works, but you'll see it a hundred times. It'll piss you off if you had that Najee Harris over. That's all I got to say on that. Okay. Okay. I will right. say, I will Thanks. say that I did move. I have Najee Harris as the highest ranked running back in my top 15 compared to the rest of the mm. market. I've actually moved him in PPR to number six overall. I mm. moved Najee Harris actually ahead of Derrick Henry because of the pass catching upside. I think you wow. easily rack up 50 plus catches this season compared to what he did in college and what the Steelers are looking to do on offense this year. So I do love Najee Harris in fantasy overall. If I had to play an over on Najee, I'd probably actually go to the receptions or receiving yards uh, in terms of his props. That is a lot. That is a lot of player props that you gave us, a lot of insight, a lot of stuff we're going to dive into, where we can make our money. I loved every second of it, except 
No, no, you actually talked good about Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, that was a great job by you. Fantastic, perfect job. We'll definitely have you back. But hey, you can find Chris Dell at The Betting Predators. You can also find him on Twitter at The Mad Journalist with two Ds. Very excited to have him on the show. He will be returning throughout the season because he said... You know, starting on week nine on, he was hitting these like an mf -er. I can't wait to see what happens during this season. We have our Friday five season-long bets coming at the end of this. I cannot wait to dive into it. And I may be using some knowledge that Dell gave us in order to make my bets mm. in the future. But thank you for joining us, Mr. Dell. We're happy to have you. How excited are you, man? Football is here. I'm excited. I'm going to say uh, two words before I sign off. And uh, who day? <laughs> Let's go, Bengals. Let's go. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or Padel, as it's called in North America. This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Okay, that was a lot. That was a lot of information from Chris Dell. I have my notebook is full of numbers and stats and analyzation on why we should take the unders on all those receivers, and I I believe it. Like I don't know how analyzation. I know it's a, it's been a long day. I'm working on it, Drew. Okay, let's let's not hit any speed bumps. Let's power right through it. Is the NFL season? <laughs> it is time to give five futures. Each host is giving five futures for the show. Shea for the sharp might have six, as he always does. Dangles he has will, his five. He will, I'm I have sure. my five. And again, I'm so excited about these because if there's one thing that I, I, I've i been really good at, because when you get into the weeds of the season, you're trying to pick individual games. Sometimes just, you know, you get into trends and you get into like, well, this team's performed like this the last three weeks and then blah, blah, blah. And, and crazy shit happens. But when you look at the NFL season as a whole and you take that backseat view and you just sort of see the landscape coming up ahead of you, I feel like if you trust your gut and you see the world as it's coming, you're going less off of momentum. You're going less off of what happened last week. Instead, you're sort of seeing everything as a whole and you get to really pinpoint what you think is going to happen. And more often than not, if you bet with your head more than your heart, you hit these at a better pace than you would during the middle of the season. So I'm pumped to give my five bets out because I think there are some big numbers and there are some bad numbers, but each one of these has a chance to hit and make you money. I know Dangles and Drew feels the same way. So without any further ado, this is the same show that went 12-5 uh, and five in the Super Bowl. This is the same show where yours truly has given out big money winners on uh, worst team in the league, first coach fired, all that stuff. We have hit these before. The NFL is our bread and butter. Let's do it again. Dangles, 
Start us off. Round table, five bets each. What is your first bet, Mr. D'Angelo Antonio? My first bet, I'm going to tail our guest, Chris Dell, and I'm going to go with the under on Kenny Galladay of the New York Giants at 1,000.5 yards. I think that's a great bet. I don't trust this Giants offense. I don't trust Daniel Jones. It sounds like you don't either, Tony, because I'm expecting to hear a little bit more about how many interceptions he's going to throw this year. I looked at that number myself. I do think he's going to hit the over on that for whatever that's worth. I'll be interested to hear what you think on that, but at 1,000.5 yards is a lot for Kenny Galladay, who has trouble staying healthy. There are other mouths to feed in that offense. Saquon Barkley is a receiving threat out of the backfield. Darius Slayton's going to get some target share, and Evan Ingram is going to get some balls thrown to him. Whether or not he catches them around the goal line is another story or not, but I do like that Kenny Galladay under 1,000.5 yards at minus 135. You're paying a little extra for it. I was waffling between that and Cortland Sutton because Cortland Sutton's under is even money, but I do think that uh, the under on Galladay is a surer thing than, than Cortland Sutton. I love it too, Dangles. That has just been nice so far. Dangles. So far, it has not been a happy marriage in New York. Uh, there's no. a lot of injuries going along, and, and yeah, that team's tough. I will say, Dangles, it didn't make my final list of five. But if we were going to do honorable mentions, my first honorable mention was Danny Dimes to throw the most interceptions on the season mm. at plus 1,800. I also looked at Jared Goff because I think Jared Goff has a yeah. more secure seat as the starter on his team. I do think Daniel Jones, if he really fucked it up, would be sat and the new guy would come yeah. in because I think that's Joe Judge's way. But Daniel Jones to throw the most interceptions, plus 1,400. I think you sprinkle a little bit on that, you make some money. But I'm not going there. My official bet to start off this Friday 5. And I had this whole speech at the beginning about how you can't bet with your heart, you have to bet with your head. And I understand I have a Green Bay flag hanging behind me right now for those of us watching on video. But we're going with Green Bay, okay? Because out of all the things you can prognosticate, Super Bowl winners, uh, conference winners, Super Bowl matchups, all that stuff, some of those are tough to hit because there's so much that can happen during the season. But when we, I listened back to our MFK of the NFC North we all killed the Vikings. Even our host, who's the Purple Insider, came in and told us why the Vikings are going to fall apart this year. We all had our hesitations when it came to Chicago. With Matt Nagy running that team, the offensive line is terrible. Andy Dalton is starting the first few games. Justin Fields, I, you know I believe in Justin Fields, but again, when will he see the field? I think that team is a team for next year. I'll buy, them, I'll buy their stock in 2022. The Green Bay Packers have gone 13-3 and and 13-3 and with Matt LaFleur at the helm. There's all this talk about the last dance. They brought Randall Cobb in. Yes, we might be starting three rookies on the offensive line to begin the season, but that division as a whole, and I'm not even going to talk about Detroit, that division as a whole is Green Bay's to lose. And the number right now is the yep. worst number I'm going to give out on the show. For Green Bay to win the NFC North, it is minus 160. Listen, I'm going to give you big money bets later. But the futures are about putting a chunk down now to save it for later. Set it and forget it. Put a big chunk of money on Green Bay to win the NFC North at minus 160. And by the time the Nickelodeon wildcard game kicks off, you'll have more money to spend <laughs> on that game. See who reaches the Bet slime every zone. under. Bet every single under in that Nickelodeon wildcard game when it comes around. Every under you can find. Bet it. The Green Bay to win the NFC North at minus 160 is my first future bet of the year. Go, Pack, go. That'll also be the last time I talk about the Packers on this show. Shape of the Shark. Will not be the last time the Green Bay Packers are brought up in this podcast because, as you know, the Shape of the Sharp is the resident sharp of the West Coast Gamblers, and I might be talking about the Green Bay Packers a little later. However, it would not be a Schaefer the Sharp betting segment without at least one token bet 
for my Detroit Lions. Okay. Oh, God. Now, oh I, I thought was, you were going to make a, a golf bet. Uh, <laughs> I was, no, no. I, I, I was a fool last year in trying to buy into this Patricia's last year, blah, 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 and got burned on my under. But I went through our new friends from DraftKings and went through every single team on their on their on their player prop parlays and everything. And most of it's just like, you know, Justin Herbert to throw for five thousand yards, Keenan Allen to score ten touchdowns, and Mike Williams to have a thousand yards receiving. What what is that about? What is that about? You're like you're, you're not going to bet that. However, <laughs> no. my favorite my favorite one. I swear to God, and it happened to be on my team. My favorite player prop from our friends at DraftKings. I am betting this. I am betting Jamal Williams rush <laughs> oh and receiving God. yards seven twenty five and a half. Paired with TJ Hawkinson's over Tango, shut the fuck up. <laughs> da- and and, and TJ Hawkinson over five and a half touchdowns at plus 225 and i'm going to give you some math here watch Schaefer the sharp run jamal williams last year 731 rush and receiving yards in 14 games his number at DraftKings for rushing and receiving yards is at 750 and a half tj hawkinson last year six touchdowns he doubled his targets he doubled his receptions listen we saw what dell said about deandre swift kind of fading him we have Jamal Williams in a in a bigger role. He played 14 games. Hawkinson, forget about number one red zone target. He's going to be the number one passing target in that offense. We get plus 225. Lock this in. It's my highest plus money bet of the Friday five. Jamal Williams, 725 and a half rushing and receiving paired with TJ Hawkinson over five and a half touchdowns plus 225. Drew, that is probably the, the squarest bet you're going to take, but I don't hate it. I could definitely see it happening. The question is, does Jared Goff have six touchdown passes total? Who knows with that Detroit Lions team? Hey. Dangles, let's go with bet number two. What do you got for us? All right, bet number two, uh, we're going to the AFC West, and the uh, I know it's going to sound weird at first, but the Oakland Raiders. Guys, there is no one who can catch passes on this football team except Darren Waller. He is at 1,050 receiving yards, 1,050 and a half receiving yards right now at minus 115. He's had more than 1,100 over the last two seasons. He is a sure thing besides Travis Kelsey, as you're going to find really at that position. Uh, I would say George Kittle too, but he's got injury issues. I'm taking Darren Waller's over on receiving yards, 1,050 and a half at minus 115. The other guys in this in this on this receiving core are are Henry Ruggs, Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, and Willie Sneed. Oh, and Hunter Renfro in the slot. None of those guys are going to command a big enough target share where I'm concerned about Darren Waller not being the focal point of this offense, and he's unstoppable. I love this bet. I'm going Darren Waller uh, over receiving yard, over uh, 1,050 and a half, minus 115. Okay, okay. Uh, My second bet, I've given this out before on this show, and I've hit it before. Back when Joe Burrow was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals, I predicted that's who was going to have the first overall pick. And looking at this slate of teams... I understand that Houston is the worst team in the league. I understand Detroit is a close second. And those numbers right now, to bet them, uh, uh, fewest wins for the regular season, Houston's plus 250, Detroit's plus 350. I really think there's a team that can upset the world by being the worst team in the league. And in fact, uh, since I've looked at this number, it's actually changed uh, against my favor. So there are other people like-minded. There is no chance the New York Giants are good at football this season. That offensive line is terrible and overpaid. 
that quarterback is the worst quarterback in the league, starting quarterback in the league. I think Saquon's going to be worse coming off the injury than he is. And I, I, we already talked about taking the under on Galladay. You can take the under on all those players. Evan Ingram is still hurt, always hurt. And then the defense on the other side, again, they have some players on there and they are building around the defensive line. I just don't think this is the team that's going to be competing in the league. I understand they get to play Philly twice a week, uh, twice a year. They get to play, uh, uh, you know, the uh, rest of the NFCs like Dallas twice a year and could steal some wins there. Whereas Houston, you know, Houston could beat Jacksonville week one. Detroit could steal a game against a Minnesota and a Chicago. So I think the Giants have a chance that the number is so good at plus 2,200 as I look at it right now. It was plus 2,400 when I wrote it down last night. The number's moving already, folks. Sprinkle a little bit on the New York Football Giants to have the fewest wins in the National Football League at plus 2,200. I truly believe they are that bad of a team this year, and I don't think Joe Judge sees next year. That's my second pick. Drew? Boys, we had a resident horse expert, Uncle Milty, teach us the odds and ends of horse races, horse racing, and props, boy, was that fun. Props to Uncle Milty hey. for making an appearance on today's pod. Dangles, Dangles was all podcast. over the exact... Absolutely. Dangles was all over the exacta boxes. Tony was over the superfecta. Well, again, our friends at DraftKings, you can bet exacta boxes to finish first and second in the division. And sorry, Dangles. Sorry, Tony. I'm going back to the Patriots here. We all know Why how you, you feel about the Buffalo. Well, because we, 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 we have a lot invested in them, boys. We have a lot yes, invested in them. Yes, we do. But I, everyone knows how I feel about the Buffalo Bills. Everyone knows how I feel about kind of fading Tua here. It's not the Jets here. So you can bet, which I did. Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, exact a box to finish first and second in the AFC East at plus 150. I was shocked that actually wow. the Bills-Dolphins uh, odds was plus 105, meaning the market's a little higher on the Dolphins than I am. But Bills-Pats, exact a box, first and second, doesn't matter what place, exact a box, plus 150. That's my second bet. I love that. I, I actually looked at that, too. I, I took it off my list for higher-priced ones. But if you want to be smart with your money, I, I totally agree that that's a bet you can take. Dangles, bet number three. Well, Tony, you started this segment off by talking about how you should bet your with your head and, and not with your heart. And uh, this is one bet where I'm going to completely ignore that advice and instead bet with bet with my heart here. Look, um, I really think Justin Fields is the real deal. His ceiling is so, so high. I took him. I did my first fantasy draft last week, and I took him in a late round. I, I waited on my quarterback a little too long. I ended up with Matt Ryan as my first quarterback. I took a flyer on Justin Fields because I truly believe that Maybe week two, week three, we could see him on the field starting potentially as early as week three. There's no world where Andy Dalton goes out there and gives them a better chance to win football games than Justin Fields does. And I think when he gets out there, and Drew, I know you're going to make the point about the Ohio State quarterbacks, but it's not unprecedented for a rookie quarterback with his skill set to make an impact in year one. And I'm just, I'm loath to attribute that to the alma mater. So I'm going to go Justin Fields, Offensive Rookie of the Year at plus 500. Trevor Lawrence is the favorite here at plus three. I don't think he has the team around him or the coaching staff, for that matter, to put up Offensive Rookie of the Year numbers if the Jaguars can't get off the ground. And that's happened a lot before where they can't get off the ground. I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence is bad, but if he's not far and away the best quarterback in his division and may, you know, and the best rookie quarterback out of the bunch, I don't know that he's got the team around him to put those numbers up. Justin Fields is going to wow people when he gets on the field. I love this at plus 500 for offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Okay. Well, let's keep it in the rookies dangles because my third pick also involves rookies. And it has to do with the most rookie regular season receiving yards. 
and you look at this list, there's a lot of names on here because you could have running backs too. You could have a guy like Najee Harris at plus 3,500 get 1,000 receiving yards like a Darren Sproles. It always could happen. But there's a guy on here that I think is undervalued based on his position on his team and the role he will have in the offense. The number one on here is Jamar Chase at plus 225. And I, I mean, I've, I've spent my whole bank account taking Jamar Chase unders all year. I just don't think that that guy on that offense, I don't think Cincy is going to be as good as everyone expects to be offensively just because how can they be? They're the Cincinnati F and Bengals. So Jamar Chase is off my list. Kyle Pitts, plus 400. I think Pitts is going to be great, but tight ends usually don't have a great rookie year. And even if he is a wide receiver, he's got Calvin Ridley to deal with, uh, taking snaps away from him and looks away from him. You got long shots like Rondell Moore and Terrence Marshall. Again, those are players with better wide receivers on the offense already, so they're going to be the second or third look on the team. The guy that's on here is going to be the number one look on the team. A guy that can not only have short casts that he extends for yards after catch, but can also catch the deep ball with his speed. And he has a, a quarterback that loves to throw the deep ball and has shown that he can in the short time period he's played accurately. It's also a team that I think is going to be playing from behind a lot this season. So more passing yards and more receiving yards for the whole entire team. There is no receiver better on the Philadelphia Eagles than Devonta Smith. And Devonta Smith at plus 500 to be the highest receiving yards in out of all the rookies is my pick in this battle. I just think looking at the list around him, there is no one else that scares me as much to take this spot away. He's the number one option on this team. I don't care about Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. We already talked about unders for both of those guys. Receiving yards, it's Devonta Smith or bust. Now, if Philly explodes and doesn't do anything offensively, this bet doesn't hit. But I think if they do have a passing offense behind Jalen Hurts or even Gardner Minshew, Devonta Smith is going to be the biggest reason why. So Devonta Smith plus 500, most rookie regular, regular season receiving yards. That is my third bet of the, of the day. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going? Well, Tony, I'm going to talk about uh, your Packers for a sec. Look, I like your first bet of that. Everyone knows that I'm a big fan of laying a little juice to win a sure thing. So the minus 160 really didn't scare me away. I wanted to place that. But as I'm looking from our new friends at DraftKings, uh, I saw something that, that, that piqued my interest, if you will. And I was trying to decide if it was square or not uh, based on the number. And I, and, and I came to the conclusion it may be a little bit square for the sharp to take, but I, in, I, I did some research, and this is, this is my play here. So, again, at DraftKings, just like an exact box, you can also parlay division winners. Now, with Green Bay, I think they are, as Tony has stated, a stone-cold lock to win the NFC North. I don't think that's going to be much question here. Um, we look at the defending champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Word out of their training camp from their OC, Brian Leftwich, says Tom Brady in the offense is miles, miles, miles ahead of the development last year. And again, Super Bowl hangover, returning 22 guys didn't really adjust much. I look at that division. I'm actually much lower on the Saints than I was when we recorded our yeah. NFC South podcast. Obviously, the Falcons are kind of in this weird flux, and Carolina might be funky and spunky, but they're not going to take down the Bucks. And guys, I, I just, I, I don't see how this bet loses. Now, it might be square. Obviously, it's contingent on the health of Aaron Rodgers and the goat Tom Brady. But my third bet for this podcast, I am going to parlay the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Bucks to win their respective divisions at plus one forty-five. I think in any in any world where both these teams are moderately healthy and perform moderately well, this hits every single damn time. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, 
parlay the division winners plus 145. I mean, music to my ears, my guy. Music to my ears. Dangles, we got two more bets. One bet for right now, and then the backup, the Brinks truck bet. Futures are here. Where are you going for number four? Well, I hate to, to jump onto the, the Tony Cavallo circle jerk here, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP again this year. Like, back why, to back, huh? Why, why is this not the year for him to absolutely smoke all of the competition, up his trade stock for next year when he will no longer be a Green Bay Packer and prove to everybody that, yeah, I'm th going to be 39 and, and, yeah, maybe I had an iffy time with my team, but I am still worth it and I can still win you a Super Bowl. He's plus 1,000 to win the MVP this year. Uh, I still think he can win back-to-back -back MVPs. I like Aaron Rodgers at plus 1,000 to win that year long. Well, uh, Dangles, uh, I mean, we didn't even plan this, but I'm following sort of the world that you're going into. Let me go also into a season-long award. This is a bet that I'm looking at. Now, I hit comeback player of the year last year, and I just... I don't think you can bet on anyone other than Dak to win that award this year just because of oh, yeah, what he came absolutely. back from. So I'm not going that route. I will go to, a uh, again, the reason I took comeback player of the year last year is because you can narrow the field down very easily. And I think you can do that with this award as well. It's coach of the year. Now, this only goes out, usually only goes out to a team that is a top tier team, or it goes out to a team that rises up the rankings from before. In fact, Drew, you'll be happy to know that your man Urban Meyer has the third best odds to be coach of the year at plus 1400. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to Urban Meyer. Instead, I'm going to go to a team that I think that is going is to be not going to happen. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to a team that I think is going to be uh, one of the top four teams in the league. I think Kansas City and Buffalo, as much as I don't believe in Buffalo, I think those are your two AFC favorites, the top two records in the AFC. As for the NFC, I think it's Green Bay and this second team right here. And this is the team that I think is going to have such a good season that it gets this guy coach of the year credit because he's sort of fallen off the pack he was the wonder kid at the beginning he was the guy he this is the next bill belichick he's going to be around forever but now you got guys like lafleur guys like shanahan guys you know guys like staley in uh, in the charger land who is right now is the favorite for coach of the year they're getting more shine and it all started with our guy sean mcveigh I think the L.A. Rams have a chance to be the best team in the NFC. I know they play a division that is very difficult, but if they climb atop that division, are a one seed or a two seed, I think Sean McVay with Matthew Stafford, who's plus 1,800 to win the MVP himself, by the way, Sean McVay in this offense showing that this kid is a genius. This guy knows what he's talking about, and the thing that was holding them back is Jared Goff. Now you're going to see the full slate of weapons. All the, I mean, if Cam Akers was here, God damn, this offense would be near unstoppable. This is a last-chance team as well. I think Sean McVay to win Coach of the Year at plus 1,800 is a great bet to take. The value's there. He's like 8th or 10th on this list, as I see when it comes to odds right now. Sean McVay, plus 1,800, Coach of the Year. That's my fourth bet of the day. Drew? You're up. All right, guys, before I get to my fourth bet, I did just slip over my one and only, one and only honorable mention on, on the division parlay. Guys, I really like this, and this is the only time I, I actually think this number is straight wrong. So the Cleveland Browns, to win their division, right behind the Ravens, is plus 155. The Ravens are slight favorites at plus 110. The San Francisco 49ers to win their division, they're actually favored just by a dime over the Rams. They're plus 180 as the Rams are plus, plus 190. Guys, a parlay of a Rams-Browns division winner pays 6-1. to one. I definitely think I'm going to sprinkle something on that. That would not surprise me in the least bit. Obviously, it's probably smarter to take the individual bets, but I just wanted to get that in there, guys. Don't kill the messenger. My one and only honorable mention, Cleveland-San Francisco 
parlay at six to one. So let's get to bet number four for Schaefer the Sharp before we officially back up the Brinks truck. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. But Tony, I mean, again, Dangle said it so eloquently. I, 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 I don't want to jerk you off, but if I have to to make money, I will. And so I'm gonna do it. Here we go. Uh, let's uh, let's unzip oh, those pants, Cavallo. Because uh, <laughs> let's unzip those pants, Cavallo. Because listen, everyone knows Green Bay is 13 and three their last two years. Uh, I think I've only we, said it a thousand times on this podcast. We, but no one, no one's mentioned that in division games, they're eleven and one. They have lost one division game. Arguably, well, yeah. When you play and, in the and, NFC North, I mean, you know, that, <laughs> that helps. Dangles, a hundred percent. But listen, you could make an argument that this is the weakest NFC North has been in Lafleur's third absolutely. year. Yeah. yeah, everyone knows. I'd buy that everyone argument. knows. Absolutely. Everyone knows that Rodgers is out for blood yep. and they're playing a weak competition. Now, Dangles, I don't mind your take on Justin Fields because he's not a traditional OSU quarterback. My thing with Fields is I think the Bears have a very bad roster. I also think even though, you know, he's a warm weather guy, I know Columbus isn't Miami in November, but he's never ran around in a negative uh, 16 degree windshield right off the lake in Chicago. I think the cold weather might bother him. Our, our guest, Matthew Collar, completely did an amazing job getting me completely off any of the Vikings. And we know and we know the Lions is not their year. So, guys, they've lost one division game in two years. Green Bay yeah. over four and a half division ones is plus one sixty. Wow. How does that make sense? I don't wow. understand. Now, now if, if they if they could slip up maybe one time in Soldier Field, one time in Minnesota, I, I mean they fall asleep at the wheel at home one time. I don't know. The only way this bet can lose, the only way this bet can lose, and how funny would it be? is if the new Week 18, when they go to uh, Ford Field and they have everything wrapped up and are playing oh, for no. nothing and Dan, oh, and Dan no. Campbell and, and Dan Campbell, uh, you know, gets the guys riled up to get their fourth win of the year and just Fs me in the A and bends me over in a bad, bad way, that Ends would up be with rough. like the but third overall pick instead it, of the it, first. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I can see that coming, but I can't, I can't get over this. Green Bay over four and a half wins. Obviously, five and one in wow. division games pays plus one sixty. I almost made it my back of the Brinkstrap boys. I love that bet. I'm playing it. I didn't even see that. That's deep in the weeds when it comes to DraftKings. Yeah. I, I I missed that bet completely. I love that bet. God damn, Drew, great job. All right, well let's. It's time, boys. It's our last future we're gonna give out. It's time to back up the Brinks truck okay it's time to make the guarantee it's time to take the bet give out the bet that you know is going to happen this is stealing this is the stealing section of the podcast we should be thrown in jail for what we're about to do dangle start us off back up yeah, the Brinks truck absolutely well I'm going to go to the thing I know best in the NFL and that is my New England Patriots for this bet. I couldn't believe this number exists I could not believe this because this this particular player has done this in two out of his three seasons already has hit the number that was on DraftKings he has done this he is one one of the best young defenders in the league. His name is J.C. Jackson. He's coming into an important year where Stephon Gilmore enters the year on the on the pup list. He's got a chance to step up and make a big splash. His number for interceptions this year is four and a half. He led oh the league God. with nine last year. This is a no-brainer. This is easy. Plus 120 for J.C. Jackson to get more than four and a half interceptions. He is one of the best young lockdown corners in the league. He is going to have opportunities. He showed out last year, and he's going to do it again. You can take this to the bank. Plus 120 for J.C. Jackson to have more than four and a half interceptions. Hey, uh, Randy, yeah, you can bring the Brinks truck back in. Uh, we got to reload it. 
Got to take that off the truck. Yeah, because there's so Gotta much money. It. Because there's so much money Listen, in it. Just because you don't dangles. watch the Patriots and you don't no, no, no. know our secondary no, no, no. doesn't no, no, mean no. that's a bad bet. I'm JC telling Jackson you, man. is awesome. JC Jackson is awesome. This is nothing against JC Jackson. This is against the interception bet. Okay, interceptions are such a fluctuating bet. Look at Jair Alexander, my Green Bay Packers, JC Jackson. Look at Jair Alexander's interception numbers. Huge in the first year and then dipped each year afterwards, especially because Gilmore is not JC's gone. He's gone up every year. Listen to me, especially because Stefan Gilmore is not going to be there for the start of the season. What a quarterback's going to do throw away from the best cornerback on the field. Why do you think JC Jackson had the opportunity to intercept as many balls as he did last year because they were throwing away from Stefan Gilmore. Argument, interception numbers the ball all the time. Interception numbers are not a guarantee of a defensive player doing well. In fact, it's it's how little they throw to your side that looks better on the cornerback. I love JC Jackson. I hate that prop bet. I well, hate that prop bet. I hope you hit it. It's a good thing you don't it's a good thing you don't but for the rest of you who who like to listen to actually some sense, go out and place this bet because this will hit. This will hit. Okay. Well, let me back up the Brinks truck on something I know that Dangles and Drew are not going to agree with me on. But I don't care. Because this team, like the Patriots, are welcoming back two all-pro defenders to their team this year on a defense that is already surely stacked. Like the Patriots, and we've been talking about the Patriots over all the time. Like the Patriots, in free agency, they signed two guys who are all pro defenders as well to come in and help their team like the Patriots they have defenders that they have drafted that now get a starting role and get to be a part of the mix and the young guys coming into form on this great defense different than the Patriots however is the fact that they don't have a rookie quarterback playing offense for them instead they have a guy who yes absolutely might be past his prime absolutely has his better days behind him but has been through the thick of it over and over again and knows how to grind out wins and unlike the Patriots this team went 11 and 0 last year to start off the season I know it was not a true 11 and 0 team it was the worst winless uh, uh, undefeated team in the history of undefeated teams I get yep. that I understand that I'm not telling you they're going to go undefeated again I'm not telling you they're going to win 11 games when seven teams make the playoffs in each conference, we saw a nine-win team last year in the Chicago Bears, who were a truly awful team, make the playoffs. There is no chance this Pittsburgh Steelers team is going to be the eighth-worst AFC team. There is zero chance that they're going to be the eighth-worst AFC team. Pittsburgh to make the playoffs is plus 160. Ben Roethlisberger is coming back for one last ride, like the Green Bay Packers, one last ride with Aaron Rodgers. It's doubly true for Ben Roethlisberger. He almost walked out last year, but the sour taste Cleveland left in their mouths would not let him leave. And now it is time to come back for vengeance. I'm not expecting them to win the division. I'm not expecting them to win the AFC. I'm expecting them to make the playoffs, even as the seven seed at plus 160. This defense is too good to not keep them in games. And that offense, yes, no offensive line, but they won 11 games behind that same offensive line last year. I think with Najee Harris back there too, adding an element that James Conner did not have before, this team is ready to win games in a very weak AFC. They're playing the Buffalo Bills. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Lose those games. It doesn't matter. They just need to be the seven seed. Plus 160 for Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. Back up the Brinks truck. That is happening. And I will gladly be cashing my checks when it does. Shave for the Sharp. End the show. What's the final Brinks truck bet we're giving out today? Guys, there should be no uh, mystery where I'm going with this. I'm going back to the NFC West. 
And our friends at DraftKings, you can bet exact <laughs> finishing position. Okay? You hate Arizona? No. But, but I again, <laughs> I, I take this more seriously than most. All I right? Agree. So when I back up the... When I when I back up the Brinks truck on a season long bet, I want to win. This bet is plus one ten, meaning that that crosses my checkpoint of between minus one ten and plus money. I'm good to go. But the Arizona Cardinals to finish fourth in division <laughs> is where I'm going with this at plus one ten. And when you think about the NFC West as it's been beat down on our podcast before, there are three teams in there with a championship window. That's yes. one thing. But I keep coming back to two factors. The complete and utter coaching mismatch that Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury has on his competition yes. versus Pete Carroll, versus Kyle Shanahan, versus Sean McVay. And finally, they are one, count it, one injury away from maybe chasing that first overall pick. Like we said, Colt McCoy is your backup <laughs> quarterback. I love the name. My son shares his name. If Colt McCoy is your starting quarterback in You're the in NFC trouble. West, You're in trouble. lights out. Good night, okay? I think these three teams, the Seahawks, Rams, and 49ers, all have potential to at least play over all, – all finish over 500, fight for a playoff spot. I think they feast. They know that these games against the Cardinals, as opposed to a letdown, they know they need to come in there and step on their throats early and pick up these division wins. Arizona Cardinals, to finish dead last in the NFC West, will be my backup the Brinks truck bet at plus one. 10. Oh man, Arizona. I mean, I'm right there with you. I think it's all They're over not for be that good. squad. They're I not think it's be all good. over for that squad. But hey, boys, uh, we did it. That's it. We, we did it. prognosticated here, the future. It's here. Week one. It is week one. We, we have games it. this week. We, we have games it. this Thursday. Zach Martin is already on a COVID list. Like that, it's official. It's happening. We are playing football. We're coming to you with our week one show on Thursday where we're going to give you bets that you can make on the Thursday game and the Sunday slate ahead. And then after that, every Tuesday and Thursday, you're going to get podcasts from us talking about the games, interviews with guests, breaking down games. And of course, everyone's favorite game is returning. And that's Gravestones. I cannot wait to dive into the NFL season with these two idiots. As much as they hate each other, we love football and we love talking about it. We love making money. So for the only show that makes you money, oh, by the way, that DraftKings sponsorship code is WCG for West Coast Gamblers. Don't forget it, WCG. Put that in there. Help the show. Help us keep this thing going. Can't wait to attack this season. But for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and my name is Tony Cavallo, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. And as always, thank you for listening, and go Pack Go. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. 